0: The Big Footy Port Adelaide podcast is proudly sponsored by New Vision.
1: My team, Kanda, Power. I love the power. power, power.
0: I love the power. Power, power. G'day, everyone, and welcome to the Big the Footy power. Port Adelaide podcast. Coming to you live on Port Fan Radio, I'm your host, MacA 19, and joining us, as always, on the podcast is the Rickster. How are you, buddy?
1: Mate, how's it going?
0: Oh, couldn't be better. Could not Couldn't be better. Couldn't
1: be better, you bloody pessimistic bugger. Mate, it worked. <laughs> Once again, <laughs> what a win. What a win. What a time to be
0: alive. Well, wasn't it exciting? It was super exciting. Just being there, it was an absolute privilege uh, to be in that sort of... Uh, to go to that sort of game. You know, it might be the only game I see this year, so... Fantastic. And to have that sort of result as well, completely unexpected. I didn't expect us to win by that much.
1: Yeah, you don't have much faith, Macca.
0: I don't. I was was
1: just thinking as you were talking, it popped into my head. Was this have a 2013 team feel about it or 14 Mm -hmm. team feel about it?
0: I reckon more of a 13 feel about it at the moment. Um, But the blend of youth with uh, aging
1: players, and
0: yeah, that's right. And look, you know, we've to be honest, we've not played anyone that great yet. Um, Hey,
1: Gold Coast did beat West Coast.
0: They did, yeah. Every dog has its day, I guess. So Mm I don't know. We'll see how we go in the next few weeks at the hub, the the hubster. It'll be interesting uh, to uh,
1: hear uh, other podcast listeners' uh, views on whether they think it's got a circa 13 or 14 feel to this Ken Hinckley side, but they're definitely running and playing a bit more courageously than they have in the past.
0: Yeah,
1: absolutely. So, but it was, it was great to see them dismantle the Crows. We've, we've been on some whippings of recent times, so it's great to uh, give our own whipping. And I forgot to uh, try and... Uh, annualise it to a full-time game to see if it would have been a 100-plus point win in a normal game, but I, I reckon it would be pretty bloody close. No, I don't think it
0: would be... Oh, I don't know. Did I reckon well, we it would be sort of 80, 89 to 90 points, I reckon.
1: Yeah, well, whoever's a clever mathematician out there, do the maths for me. I'm too busy and uh, see if it works out on a full-time game if it would have mm. been a 100-point dropping. I reckon it would be pretty close. Possible. But, uh, Possible. yeah, I mean... would have been good. The uh, the excitement was there in the stands, though, wasn't it? It was. Absolutely,
0: it was. And look, we'll get to that. Let's do our love and hate. One thing we loved, one thing we hated about the game in Port Adelaide on the weekend, mate. Do you have a love?
1: Look, uh, my love is... <laughs> I think I'm going to... I would allocate it to um, all the the staff at the Port Adelaide Footy Club. You know, it's been a very trying time under these conditions. You know, staff have been made redundant um, or laid down or laid off. And, you know, I know know, um, they had to push hard um, and worked a lot of overtime hours to try and accommodate getting the members to the game. So they went above and beyond. And I thought, you know, for what... What we saw on Saturday, they couldn't have done much better. I, I thought it was a great spectacle. I love the production for what they could do, and yeah, so hat, hats off to the administration of everyone at the Porto lay Footy Club.
0: <clears throat> Absolutely, they did a great job, and you know the the night ran smoothly. Um, you know, in terms of getting people in the door and out, that sort of thing. So. I think, uh, yeah, well done to them for sure. I love, Absolutely. I love the
1: prison bar propaganda that's going on at the moment too. Oh, it's great.
0: We'll get to that as well. <laughs> We've got a good question about that, which is good. Uh, my love is the fact that um, I love the fact we, for the first time since 2014, and probably the second time in, I don't know what feels like 20 years, we actually bullied Adelaide physically. You know, we just mm. played the most perfect defensive game against them with the best frontal pressure. I've seen us play against Adelaide in a very, very long time. And you know, we just bullied them. There was so many smothers and hard tackles and bumps. And, you know, we just never took a backward step. And we made it look like men against the boys out there. And uh, given how often over the last 10 years they've done that to us, it felt bloody good to do the same to them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know what's Shit me off in recent time, last five years, is like <clears throat> Adelaide's always had that spare player at the back of the pack. Yeah. You know? And Jacobs would bloody, you know, get the ball out and they'd flick it to that spare guy. And for some reason, we never ever decided to put a player on that spare player. Uh, And it usually used to be Ratkins, right? One of those sort of type players. And they just used to run it clear and just you know run it wide from the pack and then handball into the spare player in the middle. And then off they run and carve us through that midfield. And um, yeah, we didn't allow them to do that this time. And you're right. The The body pressure we applied to them and the intensity was, they just couldn't handle it, which was amazing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what was your hate, mate?
1: Oh, we didn't win by 100 points. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it would have <laughs> been pretty good. pretty hard to have a hate, really, isn't it? So, yeah, you know, I, was, I thought we probably, you know, I'm nitpicking, really nitpicking. I, I said to you in the stands, I thought maybe, you know, this was going to be a 90-point trubbing We We probably, uh, you know, we slowed down a bit in the last, but, you know, we were pretty intent, so um, which is another love in itself, right? In previous years, we would have slowed down. It might have been a 20, 30-point win, right? Yeah. It was great that we just annihilated them. So there you go. That's my hate that we annihilated them and didn't take the foot off the pedal.
0: Absolutely. Um, Yeah, my hate, the only thing I could come up with was the fact that we only had 1,500 fans there, and uh, to see a dismantling and a thrashing of that proportion live, you know, all of our fans deserve to be there, really. That would have been great.
1: Here's a a strategic hate,
0: uh, which I I
1: pointed out at game time, is I guess with a minute to go in the quarter and we take it to one side of the ground, um, we really don't need spare players on their own in under a minute to go on the far side of the ground when we're never going to transition the ball back and around to those players. Mm. So they're probably wasted over there and you would think strategically, you know, that they would look at maybe pushing those guys either, you know, deep into the middle or defensive center to really just clog up that extra space with that final time to go, the minute the minute end of each quarter. That's there you Go. that's my strategic hate. That's the only thing I could see.
0: I like it. Uh, we've got a few people on the chat. Uh, we've got Ryan, we've got James Murray. He says good day. Dylan's here as well. Uh, good James, James's hate is uh, Ned McFerry, What a flog. Um, <laughs> yeah, he was a little bit annoying, which was good, but uh, didn't kick a goal, so that made it sweet. Didn't get a goal on his debut. so what about floggerty?: so Floggerty is useless, I have to say. he is hopeless. He's looking. He's getting pretty big, though. He, he he's a monster. He should be Is dominating, he? but he doesn't he's get a, anywhere near it. He's a big boy. He's got a good kick. He's got a great size about him, but uh, just can't find the footy. Mm. Long long may that continue. I have to say. <laughs> Well, let's get into the nuts and bolts of the review. Port Adelaide played Adelaide in the COVID showdown on Saturday night and uh, ended in a record-breaking evening for the Power. We won 17-8 to 5 goals 5, a 75-point winning margin, making it Port Adelaide's biggest ever win against the Crows. Uh, Adelaide's score of 5 goals 5 was its lower ever score, lowest ever score in its 356 matches played in South Australia and its fifth lowest score overall, which is great. Um, Justin Westhoff, Charlie Dixon and Xavier Dersmer kick three goals each, whilst uh, Stevie Moellop and Todd Marshall kick two for the victors. Mate, do you want to give us a quick uh, overview of the match?
1: Well, one observation was, where's Fosse? Because he wasn't there at all. So what's mm. going on there? Well, I didn't see him. But from a game perspective, I just didn't want to forget about that one. And the other one that I want to bring up and talk about is also the Jared Schofield midfield effect because I think there's some noticeable changes with him taking over. Um, but look, I mean, look, the first, we started poorly, and you and me were pretty pissed at Clory in the beginning, right? With his Absolutely. disposal. We, we gifted him two goals through poor disposal from Clory, yeah. and, you know, I'm sure he'd be ashamed of himself. Um, it was pretty bad, and, uh, you know, and, and obviously you're thinking two goals up to the Crows, oh, this ain't looking good, but. You know, it was a pretty even tussle outside and just two fundamental disposal errors as a result in turnovers and, you know, out-of-position play and goals. But after that, um, you know, we were too good. We we were winning the centre clearances. We were winning the clearances overall. And, um, you know, our pressure, you know, was manic, you know, whether it was Rosie or Butters, but everybody, you know, um, then the Crows just could not keep up with our defensive pressure around the ball, off the ball, our body work, and it was just noticeable. Those The boys were hungry to defend, um, and that just implied pressure meant fumbling, dropping of the ball, and um, which allowed our boys then to create time and space, uh, which meant they used the ball well. I, I think it's noticeable from the pre-season and the first game this year that... They're, they're definitely looking to hit up the bigger targets in the hotspots, yeah. which Ken Hinckley teams in the past five years seem to have been terrified to do on a consistent basis. Mm. Um, and so this year... We actually have uh, tolls in the
0: hotspots instead of Sam exactly. Bray and Jake Neat. So that's one, that, that's one improvement right there.
1: Yeah, it's amazing Like when you actually back tall players in and you kick to them... Um, you know, the you know, I thought Robbie Gray was a he was serviceable a little bit off for one of our better experienced players. Um, you know, but he still did his job. Um but uh know, yeah, but look, it was a great team performance, great pressure, um great structure, lots of run and carry through the midfield. Um, didn't really get much pressure in the end, that we just broke them. And um yeah, it was it was great to see that I actually thought Motlock kicked more goals. He was very influential. I thought he was unlucky not to be win best on ground. What did you think?
0: Mate, he would have been my pick. I thought uh, for the whole game, uh, Stevie Motlock was you know just a damaging player. Like he, even from you know the start of the first quarter, he was getting in good position. Uh, he was getting it forward, and of course uh, later on, he kicked a couple of goals, took mark of the year. Um, you know, he would have been my pick. I gotta say, um, I was very surprised that Bo got it. I, at the ground, I thought he had a pretty decent game, but thought there was probably three or four others that were better. Mm. Um, so he winning a, the showdown medal was a bit I, of a surprise.
1: He had a good first half, but he drifted in the second, right? Where yeah. whereas he had players like uh, Motlop that just sort of seemed to influence the game throughout. Yeah, you know. So uh, yeah, I uh, yeah I was like you. I mean. I don't know maybe it was just the name the name got the recognition
0: maybe or maybe I don't know I've only watched the first sort of uh quarter and a half of the replay so I haven't seen uh everything that uh that happened um on replay yet but uh yeah look Molot would have been my pick um you know Butter's would have been close uh, Rosie would have been close McKenzie would have been up there um look Pretty much every player played well in the end. Uh, everyone did their job, and that's why we won by record margin, which was great. Well, Trent,
1: you mentioned Mackenzie. I mean, Trent, <clears> yeah, <throat> I've been a bit of a critic of Trent. And I, I said early on in the game, you know, I think our defence would look better with uh, Dougal Howard in there, you know, with that height compared to, uh, uh, you know, Trent McKenzie, for example. But, you know, Trent was great, you know. I mean, I yeah. don't know. Was the level of opposition uh, the best that he's going to come up against? Probably not, but he read the play well. He used his body well. His his marking was solid. He didn't fumble. I was a bit frustrated he didn't do a 70-metre bomb that I'm still waiting to see all these years. But, um, yeah, I I think Trent, yeah, he, he should be proud of his performance. He had a very good game.
0: Mate, Trent's a gun. He's, he is, look, let's be serious. He's a lot for the old Australian fullback right now. Um, you know, there's uh, not much more he can do, and long may this continue as well. But, you know, for well, someone could... that, uh, that has only played one game in each of the last two years, I, I said this in my um, in my Macca's Takeaway today on the pod, on that mini-podcast that we do. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for someone like, he's got to thank Dougal Howard because if Dougal was still here, he would have been delisted. Absolutely. Uh, Dougal goes to St Kilda, Trank gets a, a, a third chance, I guess you'd say, and um, he's lapping it up at the moment, he was really good in round one, he's been really good in round two, um, and as I said on the forum after the game, like I reckon his two games to start the season, I don't think Dougal played a ga- two games as good as that in the last two years. Mm. No, I mean,
1: to, And there's a I big difference he...
0: because he takes marks. Like, Dougal was a great defender in terms of, you know, punching it and spoiling, and, you know, he was quick and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, the the slingshot and the improvement from our defence that we get from Trent taking those contested marks down back is uh, is fantastic. It just wins us the ball back straight away.
1: Well, honestly, and on the drive home late this evening, um, I think someone said that, you know, Port Adelaide's got, you know, they were talking about Tom Cleary and how he takes some wins every every week. The opposition key forward, but uh, saying that, um, you know, Port Adelaide's got the uh, the best defence in the AFL at the moment, and it's underrated. And the, whoever the compares mm-hmm. are, I wouldn't even know. They they're dismissive and like, oh, I don't think so. I don't know about that. But um, you know, they are starting to stack up some pretty formidable form. Yep. In keeping the opposition down to pretty low scores, regardless of who we played in the preseason and and uh, so far this season, they, they've done they couldn't have done a better job with what they've what they've played so far. That's right.
0: Uh, James Murray has said he's the rich man's Jack Homsch. There is a bit of similarity to uh, to Jackie Boy with uh, with Trent, the way he's played mm-hmm. the last uh, last two games.
1: Yeah, I reckon I see a bit. I, I think Jack in his prime had a bit more run and carry and. A bit mm-hmm. more intensity about him, I reckon. But, um, but yeah, interesting. It's yeah, I just do worry against the bigger sides, like the West Coast with their tall prong forwards. Yeah, um, Maybe it's just the previous 10 games we've played against them that scar me and scare me, I don't know.
0: That's right. Well, look, it was really uh, impressive to see the players that we were critical of and were debating whether they belong in the team or not, they all pretty much played really well on the weekend. As well, we've mentioned Molop. He was, you know, pretty much best on ground. We have mentioned Trent McKenzie. He was great down back. Um, Brad Ebert was another one who just started mm. the game on fire in the first quarter of the second quarter. He was really important in that gut running that we haven't seen from him for a while now. That was back. I mentioned to you at the ground that uh, he looks fitter than he's been in a very long time.
1: I thought he was great. I was just saying uh, when I when you went recognizing what I said that the helmet's off. I think the extra three months was amazing for him. Um, you know, gave him that extra bit of recovery. You know, he's a seasoned professional. Um, you know, yeah, know, yep, I was critical of him. I've been critical of Westhoff, obviously, but even Westhoff played a great game. Um, you know, I, I do prefer Westhoff up up forward as that third forward that just floats around a bit. I, um, you know, and so I think, yeah, who are our, our normal whipping boys? Uh, Stevie, Westhoff, Ebert, really. They're the main ones, aren't they? And much, yeah.
0: Yeah. Look, Westhoff was great as well. You know, he had his biannual excellent showdown. Kicked three goals, took five marks. Um, They had no real answer for him and what he was doing out there. Rockliffe was just um, steady as you go, all game, just did his job. Um, Was a great distributor from the midfield. Um, And that's what we want him to do. That's what we need him to do.
1: Yeah. I mean, look, uh, the only one that I I think I maybe had some question marks at the moment is maybe... um, is license, you know, and was he influential enough? His disposal was shaky and decision-making. Um, you know, and I was really excited with Pete Laddams last year. Mm. Uh, and I'd love to see what Pete's going to do this year. I, I don't know. He's, I don't know about you, but I, I, I didn't really see much of the influence of license in this game.
0: I think a little bit harsh. I thought he was pretty good considering he went in with a, under a bit of an injury cloud. Um, yeah, he ended up with fifteen touches, thirty two hit outs. We smashed them in the clearances, smashed them in the hit outs. Uh Riley O'Brien was really good around the ground, but I thought uh Lyce's ability to tap the ball to our players was better than what O'Brien could do for his team. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, I don't know.
1: Uh it was uh, I guess maybe it was those questionable disposal he did that maybe uh just makes me uh know that's all I remember, but I um yeah, he was the only one, but uh, I thought everyone uh I thought everyone it was a great team performance. Yeah. You know? oh, and I'm the only thing I'm disappointed about is I didn't put Dersma on the back of my prison bar Guernsey.
0: <laughs> well you got Houston, which is uh you know, which is good in itself. Well, I've been a
1: Dan the man fan for quite some years, but I am finding that I'm thinking Dan's a little bit lost at the moment since he's been shifted from the half back flank. And I noticed, on the during the game, he was at half forward, he was at half back, he was in the midfield, uh, really floating him around. And yeah. uh, I think he's, I don't know, he seems a little bit lost to me from his normal standards, which are very high. Um, whereas uh, I think Dersma is like he's the Craig Bradley clone maker, isn't he? He
0: is. He looks exactly like Craig Bradley at the moment. And look, hopefully he can play for 39 years like Craig did as well. <laughs> um, because he's a bloody good player. You know, his ability to get free on the wings and just, you know, grab the ball and go and, you know, get around people. You know, he gets in front of goal, he kicks goals, three goals for the game. Uh, You know, he he could have easily won the showdown medal as well. There's a thing, yeah. Does
1: Porsche need to eat some humble pie here? Because oh. I remember when we drafted Xavier, there was a very... Agitated and exaggerated Portia over that selection. She wasn't happy.
0: Well, neither was I, but, uh, you know, that's a long time ago now. And obviously he's um, taken to AFL footy like a duck to water. So,
1: Well, it's only a year and a half ago.
0: Uh, it's still a long time ago in, in football
1: terms. So why were you guys critical of Xavier? Because, I mean, since he started, he's just been amazing.
0: Well, I couldn't get a, a proper read on him. Um, I had him like in my top 15 for a while and then I had him out of it and then I just didn't I just couldn't get a clue on what I thought he would be at AFL level I thought he was going to be a bit of a Brad Ebert type clone um, but I, I, I thought he was going to be around about his peak now and not really improve all that much and I thought he was a little bit tentative with the bowl when he had it um, but look. He's improved that sort of part of his game out of sight, and uh, you know he's a very, very good AFL player right now.
1: Well, I tell you what, if he if he stayed at the level he is now, he'd still be a bloody good player for his We'd whole. We'll be career. pretty happy, I
0: think. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. He,
1: well, he's tough. He gut runs. He gets in the right spots. You know, like I said, with that number twenty-one on the back, and and with his uh, bit of a mullet going on at the moment, he. Uh, yeah, he he's doing Craig Bradley's number amazingly well, and um, yeah, he he just seems like a, a such a hard worker. So yeah, yeah, yeah. The same with Rosie. I wasn't question. I was questionable on Rosie being picked when he was picked. You know, when there was other players there. But again, uh, yeah, all three of those ah. boys are just doing amazing and very influential in our team.
0: Yeah, Rosie was always going to be a star, and look, his game was pretty special on the weekend as well for. You know, Kieran is at the start of his second year, who played forward all last year, he's in his second game playing as as a bit of a midfielder. And uh, you know, to have eight clearances, led the game in clearances, seventeen touches, kicked a great goal. You know, at half time he was probably our best player in in front for the showdown medal, I reckon.
1: Yeah, wouldn't wouldn't put that past him. He was uh yeah, I loved his I loved his work off the ball. He's so, And I think that's why he's such an asset in the midfield because he's got such fast closing speed. So it's really hard for the person with the ball to be safe because, you know, this guy just not gets to you so quickly. And, you know, his smothers. you know, yeah, tough, tough player. So, tough um, player. and just great with the ball. You know, when he's near yeah. the goals, you know, he's got a bit of that Chad Wingard about him, right? When he's near the goals, you know he's going to bloody... Uh, he's going to probably get up nine times out of ten because his disposal is just fantastic and clean.
0: He's so clean. Yeah, he's clean, he's silky. Yeah, he's a star. He's an absolute star. And speaking of stars, Zach Butters, uh, another player from that draft. You know, he had 21 touches, seven marks, eight tackles, kicked a goal. A great goal, goal of the year uh, from midair. Again, like, he was unlucky not to win the medal too. He was that good. Um, And speaking of toughness, he's got it in spades for someone so small.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I, I'm a, I was always a bit disappointed because he came out hard as nails last year and it seemed like um, he got a little bit lost when he seemed to get a bit of direction from Ken to, you know, chill out a little bit, if that was true. But, um, yeah, I just think those... Him and Sam Powell Pepper were great with their pressure. You know, they if, if it was just putting their hand in the against the ball, you know, just with the player with the ball, you know, they just do the the right things just to intimidate and inf- influence the players with the ball and just distract them you know him and spp are great uh, agitators of the game and have a bit of hardness about them and uh, and i think that's what i'm enjoying to see a little bit of hardness in our port adelaide players after
0: you know 5 years of maybe being too nice yeah and you mentioned paul pepper and look, he didn't have a great game he didn't have a lot of the ball but you can just tell that Opposition players, sort of, you know, they're a little bit unsure of themselves when he's around because you know he's uh, he's going to go in one hundred percent. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I, yeah, I, I actually thought Sam was okay. I mean, yeah, he might not got a lot of ball, but he did a lot of defensive pressure. You know, he um, there was one at the southern end around the fifty meter mark. You know, the poor boy. Tackled the crows by I can't remember who it was, but I just remember Sam came in as a second tackler, and both of those players just stopped. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so basically, in effect, he tackled two players and just stopped them both. So yeah, yeah I think he does. A, he's got a lot of hardness off the ball and and precious pressuring to the ball carrier, which is still influential. And you may not, we may not see it in relation to disposals. And I thought his disposal on Saturday night was pretty good too.
0: It was. It was pretty good. Yeah. Um player we haven't mentioned yet, also young, um, and he was a star, and that was Todd Marshall. And we've mentioned him a lot this year on the podcast and what our expectations were and hoping that he'd improve and take the next step. And whilst it is early days, I think it's pretty clear that he has taken the next step in his game.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're be hypercritical and could have taken the marks, I guess, at the back of the pack, but... Yeah, I loved it. I love. Yeah, I think it's it's all he needs now is his confidence meter to go up, right? Yeah. yeah so a couple of games where he gets multiple goals, he's going to get the confidence. He's going to believe in himself, and then with that belief, he's going to go for a few more marks and step up again. And uh, yeah, and, and that's what we want, you know. Yeah, you know, it's a it's a great forward line with Dixon Marshall and uh, and then having Westhoff as the third tall. You know, that's amazing. So yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and uh I guess next year it might even be um no west off, it might be Laddams or uh Sam Hayes, you know, which again, uh Sam Hayes up forward app- apparently will be a tantalising prospect too. So uh Quite
0: possibly, yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Right, and you got you got your boy, mm-hmm. George Artis. Yep. So uh That's right. Yeah. We've all all of a sudden we've got a bit of depth.
0: We do. Look, he was really good, Marshall. I love the way that he patrolled that forward line in the first half and you know, he was playing on a, a second-game play, but he just outbodied him, out-muscled him. Uh, was able to take a couple of good grabs. He kicked two goals. Really got us going in that first quarter. He was robbed of a third when he took a fantastic contestant mark, but it wasn't paid. We kicked the goal anyway through Motlop, but, um, you know, he was a bit unlucky there, Marshall. Um, another player I thought had a really solid game and did his job was uh, Hamish Hartlett, who across half-back was just impenetrable, really. 21 uh, 21 touches. And uh it was like the wall back there.
1: I can't believe he had twenty one touches. I mean, I would have sort of compared him to like s p p s game but um but yeah, it's yeah you know, he was in there when he had to fly the flag, you know, he was there, he doesn't mind sticking up for his teammates and uh yeah, yeah you know, he there was no mistakes from Hamish, but you know, so nothing stood out, which means he he had a great game, yeah, I'm keen to know, Macker, what do you think? of the new coaches and their influence. Can you notice a difference with Schofield in the midfield?
0: Well, he was there last year, and uh, I wasn't too keen on the play what you see in front of your game plan, which we had. Uh, I feel like we've been a little bit smarter with our ball use this year, in that we seem to have a bit of a game style that we're trying to stick to, um, which is working at the moment. Obviously, we've played two... You know, potentially poor teams. We'll see how we go against some better teams as the year goes on. But you know, you can only play who you come up against, and at the moment, it's working well.
1: Yeah, well, I'm liking our our midfield and how we're extracting extracting the ball, and we're able to connect a bit of more drive through that uh, that centre of the ground. And there seems to be a bit more spread. And obviously, new coaches take a little bit of time to have a bit of an effect on the on the team. But uh, I'm quite excited. I, um, I'm i a big fan of Jared. But yeah, I mean, last year was, um, yeah, it's the first
0: year. So, yeah, I one don't know. One thing I will well, mention where, do, is do that... You
1: find out, did you find out where Vossi was me? No, oh,
0: I'm sure he was at there? the ground. I'm sure he was at the ground. I'm sure he was in the coach's box, mate, but we just didn't see him. But look, I think one thing that is noticeable about the way that we're playing at the moment is that we're quicker... We are a lot quicker than we've ever been in the last sort of three or four years. Um, and where we were once quite ploddy and slow, um, you know, you bring Rosie into the game, you bring Butters into the game, is really quick. Um, DBJ's playing a bit further up the ground, he's got good pace. We've brought in Ryan Burton over the last couple of years and he's got good pace. Riley Bonner's quick. Um, you know, Marshall's quick for a toll, Dixon's quick for a toll. You know, Motlop's getting more of the ball and, and having an influence and he's, you know, got a bit of pace about him as well. Um, so that's one thing that I've really noticed uh, this year is that we're we're moving the ball quicker but smarter and we've got good ground pace, which is great.
1: And Burton, uh, Burton's out for a few weeks too,
0: eh? Yeah, he's had knee surgery today to clean his knee up a little bit. So he's he'll miss three or four, it looks like.
1: Mm, I mean, he didn't... Uh, did he take that injury into the game? I didn't see anything...
0: No, he's completely in the game, I think. he? Yeah.
1: Um yeah, I mean that's gonna be a bit of a loss. We his skills off the half back line are amazing, so I guess uh, the natural transition would maybe put Dan back there, I'd imagine.
0: Yeah, that's it. Possibly, yeah. him or Jack Watts you'd think might come in. But depends what we do with Ollie Wines as well, whether he comes in, Houston goes back or whether we want to keep Houston in the midfield or not. But uh yeah, it could be they're
1: really making Ollie earn his place back in the side, aren't
0: they? They are. Porsche's had a bit of a crack at you on uh, on the speaker oh. chat, which is great. Yeah. She said, "Love it." I cop it from Rick for Dersmer, and then you spend two seconds on Butters, which is true. Porsche was a huge fan of Butters, and uh, and we got him, which was great.
1: Well, I'm not I'm not worried about the um, the love affair ones. I mean, we can all ba- go on about the love affair ones. I'm going on about the. The ones that uh, you got wrong, and the pair of you got it wrong. I just remember I was running. That's when I was going to run back then. I was running, and I just remember uh, used to just bloody having a go and having a cry, and, oh, my God, I can't believe we picked this guy. And he's like one of the top five players in our side. Yep. And you guys are supposed to be the experts.
0: Yeah, well, lots of experts get it wrong sometimes, mate. Yeah. <laughs> It's so, all that gin impairing your judgment. It is. It absolutely is. It is. <laughs> all right. Let's uh, go to some questions from Bigfooty. Uh, Burning Levi Athon has asked, uh, player whose performance most surprised in the showdown? Mm.
1: Probably Stevie J. Stevie J. Stevie Motlop. Stevie J. There you Stevie go. J. Yeah, that yeah. would be surprising, wouldn't it? Stevie Motlop. I, I put a line through him. I thought he was done. I thought he was a bit soft. Um. Yeah, I just didn't think he was. He he had the passion in him, and uh, yeah, you know his start to this year, which is ironically his contract year, has been amazing.
0: Yeah, he has been good. Um, my biggest surprise was probably Mackenzie. Um, just the way that he just completely dismantled Fogarty and made him useless. And uh, took 11 marks down back and, you know, a lot of strong contested intercept marks and, you know, he's just playing inspired footy at the moment and hope it continues. Yeah. Uh, Bernie Levi's also asked, uh, with what you've seen of our defensive game plan so far this year, do you think it will hold up against the taller forwards we will face in Brisbane and West Coast in the next few weeks?
1: Time will tell. Well, I mean, I think we,
0: we it's made up a million dollar question, world. isn't it?
1: Yeah, well, we manned up well against Brisbane last year, really, and we saw, we threw one of those games away in in Brisbane, if I remember, it was last year, wasn't it? When we were up, yeah, late in the game, and then we just stopped, yep. and they kicked five goals in like six minutes. Yeah, um, that's the one. Yeah, but West Coast is our nemesis. Who who bloody knows?
0: Yeah, look, it's the million dollar question: is uh, how we go against taller forward lines, and uh, you know, Brisbane have some tall forwards. West Coast, we all know, have some tall forwards as well. But, you know, you bring Jack Watson, who's 196 centimetres, and suddenly uh, defensive, uh, key defensive stocks look a little bit taller. So, I'm, I'm not too concerned at this point. No, neither am I. I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm, I'm really
1: intrigued. And we all know that every defence is only as good as the pressure that's supplied up the ground too, right?
0: Yep. Uh, Andre has asked, if Wines is coming into the side, does anyone other than Rockcliffe or Ebert out wreck the blend of speed and grunt that's worked so well the first two weeks?
1: Mm. I don't even know if I... I don't think they're going to bring Ollie Wines back in the side. I think they're going to really well, he's make he's going him to
0: come in. back in at some point, isn't he? So.
1: Well, you'd think so, but <laughs> I, I think they're going to make him earn it. But... Um, well, I guess yeah. You know, I guess if I, it was me, I would probably be bringing him in this week, and uh, in exchange for Burton. And uh, are we going to lose a bit of speed? Maybe, but you know, if we brought in Watts for Burton, it's probably the same as bringing in Ollie Wines anyway. I like, not Watts mm-hmm. isn't a massively fast player, so, so yeah. I don't think Burton's a massively fast player. He just reads the play well and and has. Um, and has a great kick, so he creates time and space quite well, so... Yeah. Um, Yeah. No, I don't think it will stuff up the mix because I would imagine if Wines comes in, Dan's going to go back. That seems to be the natural transition, if you ask me. Yeah.
0: Uh, Ryan has said on the Spreaker chat, is Ollie really a starting 18 player anymore? It's baffling how hard and fast he seems to have fallen. Look, he's had a shocker of a year last year as captain, and you know, he Look, he hasn't had the chance to redeem himself yet this year, so I'm all for him coming back in the side, and hopefully he can play the sort of footy that we want him to play.
1: Well, I want him back, so when he leaves at the end of this year, we can get a great pick for him.
0: Yes, that too, absolutely. <laughs> uh, Andrea said, "With Rosie's performance in the midfield, does Houston go back?" Oh, well, one not? Both? Sort of like, we can, that we can fit we can fit both of them in the midfield, but um, look, I'm I'm happy for Houston to go back. To where he, uh, where he was fantastic the last couple of years. So, um, but I also think um, you know he's capable of having a real influence in the midfield as well. And you know, maybe it wasn't his game this week, but uh, that will come. Yep. Uh, C.T. Power has said, um, do you think there's been a genuine shift in sentiment supporting Port Adelaide Footy Club's bid to wear the prison bars, particularly outside of South Australia?
1: Well, I think that's clever media by the footy club, isn't it? You know, so um, I think, yeah, and it's our 150th and we're leading up to the game. So I think their their strategy with all of that's been quite smart. Uh, I love that we've got the... Respected Victorian experts from yesteryear commenting on the Guernsey and really having a pot shot at Eddie along the way. I, I think it's great. And yeah, it, it is noticeable. I think it's quite strategic. And there has hopefully been a they shift. keep. Yeah.
0: He is right. Yeah. There has been a shift towards supporting our bid to wear it each year. Um, I think that's definitely noticeable. Whereas, you know, maybe 10 years ago when we sort of brought it up again. Yeah, you know, a lot of people sort of said, oh, I'll just get over it. Whereas now, a lot of, as you said, a lot of very respected football um, people are sort of getting behind it, which is fantastic.
1: Well, we spoke about it pre-game. And so, really, there's no power from Eddie in being able to deny us wearing it. And no, they don't own the trademark. They don't control the revenue. The AFL controls it all. So, what are they going to do? They're not going to leave the competition because they can't. Um, So really the only power he literally has is to threaten the current incumbent CEO. If you make change, I'll bloody oust you and get someone else in that won't. Um, Now, I don't know if he's got that power or not. Maybe, maybe he does. Um, But that's the only, really, it's just a lot of hot air. I'd actually call, if I was the AFL, I'd call his bluff. Like if Port Adelaide really wanted it, you know, and as I said yeah, on the weekend. I mean, no sporting club in the world owns a colour or tone. Um, you know, not even Manchester United, one of the greatest sporting clubs in the world. You know, why does, why does Collingwood have to uh, have unique ownership of this colour scheme? It's just weird. That's right.
0: Uh, Ask question for tonight AFL2004 has asked if we leave the hub 5 0, are we the real deal? Um,. I don't know if
1: we're the real deal because it's still a, it's a compromised draw. Um, but I think if we're zero and five, five and zero, um, and our percentage is still over two hundred percent, I think we'll be playing finals. Yeah.
0: Look, what's it going to take to make finals this year? Maybe nine wins, eight or nine wins, ten wins.
1: Well, yeah, you'd think so. Eight or nine mm-hmm. wins. If you're five and zero, you'd have to be a. It'd have to be a mere end of the season to not make finals. So. Well, we've
0: been there before, so let's <laughs> let's not let's not bring that up again. But um, look, if we're five 0 and we've beaten Brisbane and West Coast, um, it's good signs. Definitely,
1: good absolutely. Science. Yeah, we'd have to be optimistic. Um, and I also noticed we're opening up the WANT Tasmania border mm. a bit earlier, so. Who knows where we're going? Maybe sooner rather than later, it's all on like Donkey Kong. So that's it. I'm uh, yeah, I'm excited. I think I'm sort of starting to get reinvigorated with this season. I was all glum, like fuck this season. It's just a, it's just a compromised season more so than any other season. But uh, yeah, now we're winning. I'm interested.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's nothing like a record win against the Crows to get you back on board, mate. Absolutely. Well, that's all I've got for this evening, buddy. You want to talk about anything else? Well, no,
1: not really. I don't know. I don't know what else there is. Like, mm-hmm. um, coaches are doing well. Off-field seem to be doing good things. Players are doing well. It's a great time to be a Port supporter. Let's hope that it continues for yes. a bit more time before we have to come thudding back to earth at some stage. Absolutely. We'll when? Well, got- when do you think our first loss is going to be, Mecca?
0: I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure we'll win all three of the next three games um, hmm. and we don't know what the schedule is after that so who knows who we play after that but uh, I think but we'll do you lose... think west coast yeah.
1: and frio will have an advantage of us spending more time up in queensland than us just flying up this weekend like acclimatization
0: uh, maybe I don't know but then we've been but aren't they going home well like, they're not Oh, no. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. It's a hard one. I don't know. But then we've been home a little bit longer, so I don't know. It's a a hard one to read. It's something we haven't sort of uh, looked at before, really, is it? So who knows?
1: Mm. Did you watch any other games on the weekend?
0: I did, mate. I did. I watched five games this weekend, so that was And
1: who was your... um... Who was your team of fancy outside of Port Adelaide this weekend?
0: Well, Geelong were really good against Hawthorne. They were really, really good. Um, but that was, at,
1: that was at Geelong, though, so there's always it an was, there.
0: It was, but Hawthorne looked slow and sluggish and completely Chad didn't have an influential game? Only late. I thought his first three quarters were pretty average, but uh, late he sort of came into it. Uh, how, did, how did
1: that sling tackle not result in
0: a suspension? Good bloke discount, mate. That's uh that seems to I see, so I, see like, I read literally two minutes before I called you for the podcast that um that the AFL are actually changing the rule now, this week. So that if that happened this week coming, he would have got one week and not a fine. So
1: this week will be sayonara, some insert port player. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It'll be because that's what. That's it'll what be Hamish happens. Hartlett
0: or Darcy Byrne Jones or someone will do the exact same thing. No, nah, no. Nah. Oh, I'm going. Tom Jones. <laughs> They'll get a week. That could that could be the that that
1: could be the the trivia quiz for Thursday Thursday night show. Mm-hmm. Who's going to be the poor player that gets rubbed, that gets out, rubbed out, for, out? for a sling tackle. I'll go. i Tom sling Jones. Tackle.
0: That's ridiculous. But uh, but yeah, like, how did he not get that? I don't know. When when so many other players have got. Suspended for that in the past as well. Look, I think Dangerfield sort of played it up a bit and he clearly wasn't in any way injured from it, but it's not the point, is it? Like it happened. Uh, He should have been suspended. But there you go. The uh, the, the farewell tour of Sean Burgoyne continues. North Melbourne
1: seemed like uh, an interesting proposition on the weekend.
0: I didn't watch that game, but um, yeah, the way they, they. Beat uh, GWS quite convincingly in the end, so that's good for them. Well, they got a good team, North Melbourne. They got a good team. They just got to put it together, kind of like us, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Carlton nearly uh, came from the clouds to beat Melbourne. Um, Melbourne got very, very lucky in the end there.
1: Mm-hmm. What's the uh, what's with uh,
0: Jasper's new hairdo? Uh, look, who knows what goes through his head, mate? Did you did you see it? I've seen it, yeah. <laughs> it's it's not pleasant. is all I have to say. It's pretty obscene. It's um, uh, it's classy. <laughs> yeah. Look, but Gold Coast a, obviously the big win for the big winners for the weekend. Yeah. With Gold Coast thrashing West Coast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I guess they must be missing
1: their sixty thousand ludicrously biased fans that usually uh, don't understand football and just boo the umpires and win free kicks. Yeah. Maybe that's probably, maybe that's the reason. They, they're not getting the free kick advantage that they get at their home ground.
0: Maybe. Maybe. Yeah.
1: Well, who, where are we playing Freo, Brisbane or Gold Coast?
0: It's all at Gold Coast, mate, I think, isn't
1: it? It is all at Gold I don't know. I mean, I've been too busy bloody working. I haven't been able to keep up. So I'm
0: pretty sure it's all at Gold Coast.
1: So is even Brisbane playing at Gold Coast?
0: I believe so, yeah. Oh, yeah. interesting. I believe so. No, I'm not 100 percent certain. I haven't haven't looked at any other sort of uh, games that are going on other than ours at the moment. But uh, yeah, yeah, awesome. Well, look, that's, that's it, it for this evening. We'll be back Thursday night to uh, discuss the upcoming Frio game on Sunday and uh, cool. whether we can make it three from three.
1: Exciting! I'm excited. Exciting. Can we increase? Can we increase our percentage three games in a row? Well, let's hope so. That'd be pretty rare. Maybe uh, maybe you can ask Russell Ebert on the uh, forum for me. Um, what score would we need for um, Port to increase the percentage again?
0: I'm sure he's got those stats ready to go, mate. So <laughs> <it's>, uh... <laughs> thanks for everyone on the speaker chat. Lots of uh, lots of uh, lots of people on there tonight, so that's great yes. to
1: see. Thank you for joining.
0: And until next time, come the pair.
1: Come on the power, adios, amigos. Ports power prison bar